0: Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Today I'm talking about one of the most common challenges that I hear anybody who has a team talking about. And I think it's safe to say that this is every entrepreneur's bugbear. And that is how can you stop finding and fixing your team's mistakes? Let's set the scene. You want your time back, you're uber busy, you're overwhelmed, you've got all the things to do and so you finally hire someone or you hire another person and you hand over to them a bunch of work, you hand over a bunch of tasks. But now you're finding that you're spending all the time that you're hoping to have to yourself finding and fixing mistakes. So you're probably starting to wonder if there was any point handing it over if you should go back to doing it yourself because that probably felt easier and you're wondering what is going on and if this is all worth it so i want you to know that i totally get it i totally totally get it and i promise you that this is how every single entrepreneur feels at some stage i know i felt it and i bet every single one of you have too so how do you stop being the one to find and fix all the mistakes? How do you stop being that person in your business? So I'm going to run you through three steps of what you need to do to finally stop being the person in your business to find and fix all the mistakes. So let's jump right in. Step one, you need to change the way you're responding to the situation. So I'm going to say that again, and I know you may not like it, You need to change the way you're responding to the situation because whatever you're currently doing right now isn't working, right? So whatever it is that you're currently doing, so you might be thinking, but I told them to double check, but I told them to do this, but, you know, I've said I don't want to be the one checking, blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is, whatever way you're currently responding, whatever you are currently doing isn't working. So the first step is looking for a change and deciding that it is you that needs to change your involvement so step two is to look at how you can stop being part of the solution process what you've probably done accidentally is created a workflow that includes you so you need to work out how you can step out of it and stop being part of the solution if not the solution So you need to look at whatever it is that's happening. So what happens before this gets to me? What happens before my eyes come on this? And then what happens after I've seen this and after I've found the problem? What am I doing then? And actually like map out what is the entire end-to-end flow of work here and then work out, well, how can I remove myself from being a link in the chain? Because what we don't realize is that we accidentally create ourselves in the link of a chain, which is actually how the thing keeps ticking over. So you need to work out well, how do I step out of that? And then step three is creating a culture or a process for the way you want the flow of work to be or the way you want it to run without you. And that probably looks like something like find the mistake, own the mistake. And solve the mistake so find it own it solve it FOS create or write down or map out well how would you prefer them to be handling this without you that probably involves the people in your team finding their own mistakes the people in your team owning those mistakes themselves and the people on your team solving how that mistake isn't going to happen again. So you're welcome to, to, to borrow that, find it, own it, solve it, FOS. And so once you've created this process and you're welcome to use those three steps as the process, you want to name it so feel free to take fos because when you name something you you make it the way we do things here you give it a life it becomes real so you'll start to say things like well here in our business we have an fos system that we apply when it comes to mistakes we find the mistakes we own them we solve them and boom suddenly you've got a real life process you've got a real life way that you're teaching and telling your team that you'd like them to go about doing something, and that is finding mistakes, owning it, and solving it. So suddenly, you're not only able to see the problem, you're able to talk about it as a group, and you're able to sort of describe to them, well, what I would like your solution to be is one that doesn't involve me, and you guys are coming up with a solution yourself. So let's take a real-life example. So let's say that you have noticed that emails are going out to your database with mistakes in it you've noticed it so maybe one option would be you said hey I've noticed that these emails are going out with mistakes so before an email gets sent in the future I want you to send it to me for approval first so perhaps that's what you're currently doing in that situation you've noticed that you've inserted yourself into the workflow you've become an important link and you have therefore become part of the mistake finding and mistake solving solution A variation on that might be, say, you've noticed that emails are going out with mistakes. Let's say that you come up with a new step in their process that says, check all emails, run a test before it goes out. So although that's you're not involved in the finding of the mistake, what you have done is you were involved in finding or creating the solution so in both cases, you are involved in the finding or the solving. And in both cases, you'll end up sitting there with your fingers crossed, hoping that somebody does what you want them to do in the way you want them to do it next time. And I guess what happens when they need to send an email without you or they another problem comes up and they'll then come to you looking for you to solve it and add the new line to the checklist as to what they should do differently next time. The alternative when you have a culture where they find it, own it, and solve it, the FOS cultural process for fixing mistakes, would be you see the mistake, you point it out, and then you ask, hey, who wants to own this challenge? And you ask either the team or the person to then come up with a way of avoiding it in the future. You ask them how they're going to check that the solution is or isn't working. And then what you do is you step back and you just monitor if their solution that they came up with is actually working and if the solution that they came up with isn't actually working then you start from the beginning you see the mistake you point it out and you say hey who wants to own this challenge who wants to come up with a way to avoid this in the future and then you ask them how they're going to double check and know that this one is going to work because the previous one potentially broke and then you monitor how that new idea is working boom suddenly what you've created is you've created a way for them to monitor for their own mistakes notice the mistakes own the mistakes and then come up with a solution for making sure the mistakes don't happen again you're not only teaching you're not only like fixing the mistake but you've actually created a behavior that is self-solving and your behavior for creating processes for creating this always improving rhythm in your business it won't be too long until you'll notice that you don't even need to be involved you'll be just monitoring and then they'll get into this cycle of discovering self-solving and then even you know suggesting solutions to you or just input and eventually implementing solutions and you'll notice that suddenly the business is actually running without you you'll have all this more space and you'll be able to get on with the creative or the things that you want to do this is a great example of how what you do or don't do as a leader Can hugely drive the transformation of your team from being average to being amazing and truly turning your team into great rock stars self-sufficient rock stars who work autonomously who are capable and who you trust because you've showed them and you've taught them the behavior that you want them to demonstrate and you've watched them do it a few, few times and then suddenly you totally trust that they're capable and that they've got this you've got your time back and suddenly you're going on holidays so that is the way And you deal with one of those most common challenges that I see in almost every single business that I work with. So how you can stop finding and fixing your team's mistakes. I hope that that episode has been helpful. I would love to hear what you think. If you enjoyed it, please leave me a review and please let other people know by sharing it on Instagram and tagging me in. My handle is Consulting. And thank you so much for joining me today. Keep an eye out for the next episode where we'll continue the conversations about all things people, business and leadership on the Big Dreams, Great Teams podcast. See you later.